This is the 98.7 ESPN High School Football Report. Yes, it is 8 o'clock. You are such a front runner. What? What are you talking about? It takes Wayne Valley to get to the regional championship for you to wear their colors. I'm just saying, you can't be on the bandwagon without a little merchandise. So, uh, you know. It looks comfy though, Gordon. I like it. It's a good look, that baby blue. If I all of a sudden just started getting on this, I've been on for about a month now. You didn't even know what time today's kickoff was. I thought it was four. (laughs) I said it could be three. I'm not exactly sure. My wife only gives me things within a 48 hour window, Mike. Nothing that happened 24 hours ago am I expected to remember. Nothing more than 24 hours from now am I expected to remember. That's a good rule. I'll remember that one. Big crew today. Sims is back, of course. We spent Thanksgiving together, you are a huge fan now. The the Quick family loves Matt Sims. You were into that New Canaan Darien game, right? I was, but the hype, you know, it was, uh, it was a little underwhelming there for that game. They oversold it. There was not 5,000 They oversold there. it. You oversold I it. I did oversold <laughs> it. All right, yeah. We'll get into the Who's game they? in just a second. But how about Chief John from the Roten Heights Fire Department yeah. driving us to the tailgate over at Overbeck's house in a fire engine? Yeah, I thought he was kidding, too, when he like first said, you know, we're going to go in a fire truck. And sure enough, this thing pulls up. I'm like, this guy is serious. Like, we actually pulled up in a fire truck with the Dalmatian and everything. You know, <laughs> we'll, the right we'll, way. We'll Sims yeah. is sitting in the back with Jackie and Brian sitting there. I tweet out, I get a picture of my son Brian and Sims, a couple of turkeys. I throw that That's out great. there. Yeah. We'll break that game down in just a second. Monty, what'd you do for Thanksgiving? Um, I ate a lot of food. Um, I'm sharing a microphone today. You didn't introduce our guest, so you want to introduce our no, guest? I'll take care of it. Man. Well, that's why it took me a little second to uh, hop in here, but we're sharing a microphone, but I had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving as well. Yes, it was very good. So here's the thing I love about our guest. Last year, Gordon, you remember this. He comes in mm-hmm. and he says back on Labor Day week. No, it was week two. He was suspended. Yes. So he couldn't that's coach. Right. That's so we had nothing here. to do. Sure. Why do we have to start the show <laughs> like that? Yeah. Right so in. we yeah. bring Mike, him in. Mike always does to you. And we say, Coach Augie Hoffman, will you come back on championship weekend? And he said, I will be there if we're in it or not. Unfortunately for him, there's going to be a new state champion this year. They shut out Bergen Catholic last year, 13 nothing. But they got beaten the other day. And we'll break it down a little later in the show with our buddy Augie Hoffman. But a man of his word shows up, Aug. Good to have you here, pal. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Man. You're leaving me hanging. I'm trying to shake your hand. You're leaving me hanging. Uh, what is it like when the season – in the championship, you know the season's coming to an end. Right. But when it happens in the semifinal, hasn't been a good week for you, right? No, it's tough, man. <clears throat> Not working yesterday was brutal. Uh, you know, We were talking about it on the way in. The, the semifinals is far worse than the finals, right? Because you said there is that finality whether you win or lose. But it's getting to the final game that is really torturous. You know what I mean? The preparation's harder. The practices seem like they're a little more strenuous. The level of anxiety is higher. Um, and then, like you said, it, it just it just ends, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's hard for the boys. I think it's hard for the staff, the school. It, it, it was like a uh, a ghost town for the la- you know la- the first three days of the week last week. But uh, you know, we rebound. The sun came up. We had our uh, our team mass Wednesday night. Which it was- actually rained on Sunday. Yeah. It was you know, cloudy. You know, God, the big man wasn't happy about St. Joe's not being there. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, big dog. Don't um, give me that. Um, so you are going to be a prognosticator later in the show. You are going to break this St. Peter's Prep, Don Bosco, 7 o'clock tonight at MetLife. You're going to break it down. Yeah, I look forward to it. And you is he going to pick, like pick the game? Is he going to pick the game? Will you pick the game? Yeah. 
I'll give you my. Pick. Will you go to the game? <laughs> I will definitely not be. Will you look in the paper tomorrow morning no to desire. see who wins? I have no desire to know who wins. Really? It doesn't it doesn't affect my life at all. We lost, we're out. <clears throat> we're starting for the 2020 season and that's that's how it goes. You know, here's the thing, when you make picks and Sims is fine because Brian Neville at Tottenville is all out and Sims for the first time in his life <laughs> goes 3 and 1 with his picks this week. Woo! Picked against the Tottenville. <laughs> and, I just gave myself a nickname. And Neville <laughs> wants a piece of you, man. Uh, you know what? I really do apologize to Tottenville. I, I did go on huddle and watch them a little bit. I'm like, man, I should have done that a little bit earlier. That is a really good football team. They they got some hitters on that team. Monty threw the question out earlier in the year who the best player in New York City is. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not talking about after high school. Right now, yeah. the best player in New York City wears the legendary number that they give to Tottenville's best players, number four, Roland Dempster, because now Stony Brook recruit, and I was out there yesterday at Stony Brook, and can somebody, Chuck Priori, I hope you're listening, can you <laughs> offer Makai Jinx from Freeport? My God, I, these people are out of their minds. And I know Brian Collins was there from Post yesterday because he got on me. He said, hey, I heard you were killing me on Twitter that we haven't done anything with Jinx yet. I said, I am not killing you on Twitter. I am. That is unfair, Coach. I would never kill you on Twitter. I wouldn't do that. I've been killing you on ESPN Radio. So offer him, Collins. Offer him. Now. Breathe, Mike. Here's the thing. Roland Dempster, your type of guy, Og. Yeah. 6'1", 220. They now, Neville has him playing on the other side of the ball now. Postseason, nothing. You got to go. Yeah. Last week ran for like 250 yards, two interceptions, including one for a touchdown. He is the best player. Are you coming to the game at Yankee Stadium uh, Wednesday night, PSAL final? Uh, I mean, I guess so. You're putting, putting me on the spot now. Yeah, I <laughs> guess I got to go. Yeah, Monty, are you going? I will absolutely be there. I would not miss it for the world. I hope uh, Vinny from Coney Island stops by. He'll be there. Vinny from Coney Island is going to be on the show. Nick, give me a little music. Sims. Thursday, Thanksgiving, I introduce you to Lou Marinelli, my buddy, the legendary New Canaan coach. And things got a little ugly. Did you see how he wanted a piece of me? Yeah. He threw his keys down. Oh, he wanted to fight me because I said last week on the show, I don't know why I said it, that they didn't la- they didn't have the physical toughness of Darianne. Throws his keys down, wants a piece of me. He goes, we don't have that's any like, toughness, Mike. That's what like are you talking about? about? You can't tell the head coach you don't have any toughness. That's bad stuff. Well, yeah. you know, so the game ends. They win 20 to nothing, right? So now I'm back at my brother's house, a little pre-Thanksgiving before we run over to my sister Megan's, right? Having a couple frescas there. I get a call from Lou Marinelli. <laughs> he goes, thank you. I said, for what? He goes, we use that all week, what you said on ESPN 98.7. And he would say, hey, look, this guy knows a little bit about football, and he's challenging your manhood. <laughs> That's awesome. I said, Coach, you know me. I love you. I'll do it. Even though my nephew, Sean, is on Darianne, I guess I had a big part. This isn't the first time you've uh, been the motivation of a team either this season. No, so you've Aug. done a good job of motivating a few different teams this year. I do. I try yeah. to. Aug, <laughs> yeah. Have I ever said anything that upsets you where you said, hey, guys, Augie doesn't uh, even listen to the show. No, I, 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 no you know what, Mike? We, we, we've uh, we've always been upfront and honest. So when you say we play like uh, like we weren't supposed to, I know you're you're absolutely right. And right. When we have to get our stuff together. You're, you're probably spot on. That's why we that. like this guy. I'm going to yeah. tell a funny story about Greg Toll. This is when Bosco was rolling. I think it was 2012. St. Joe's is playing him on Thanksgiving. The day before, I make my picks. Right. It was the first time in 12 years I picked against Don Bosco. Right. So you know the back entrance to Bosco. Yeah. Greg's up there on that. Mar- 
maroon stairs that look like they're going to fall apart. And I'm coming up with Cavallo getting ready to do the game the next day for our pregame meetings. Hey, 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 you picked against us. Yeah, coach. He goes, hey, hey, you, hey, hey, when are you ever going to pick us? I'm like, I did for the last 12 years. And he goes, hey, hey. Hey, you're usually right. I'm a little worried now. And St. Joe's beat St. Joe's beat him. Well, I got cold, told, scared. That's awesome. Um, New Canaan. Yeah, let's Matt, get back to it. We got the we music said, playing. Let's go. Twenty to nothing. Nick, crank that a little higher. Twenty to nothing. What they do? Drew Pine, Notre Dame recruit, takes advantage of two early Darian miscues. Touchdown pass, good throw on the skinny post. Really good throw, Touchdown especially run. early in the first quarter when it was still a little windy in the game and everyone was worried about that wind being a, a, a factor in the game. He threw a really good seam down the middle of the field, uh, perfect spot or two. So you know the guy, like, you know, when you spin it well in the wind, you don't have to worry as much. Um, but then the rest of the game, though, New Canaan did a fantastic job, really, of just, like, controlling the game and the tempo of the game. Sims, here's this number, okay? They th- Darian, Peter Graham threw the ball 40 40- Three times. Yeah. 43. We said standing in the end zone at the beginning of the game, whoever establishes the run first is going to win the game. And listen, you have a quarterback going to Notre Dame. Great coaching job yeah. by New Canaan because what they said, hey, let's run the ball. They did 207 yards on 49 carries. Christian Carson, number 44, big tough guy. Yes. You need him on a day like that. He played a really good game. And really, that model works for every level of football. Peewee football. Junior high, high school, college, even Augie smiling because he knows if you can run the ball effectively, no matter what, in the NFL, you have a really high percentage of winning the game. I give Chris Silvestri a ton of credit. One of the great players in the history of New Canaan High School football. He's the D.C. up there right now. I watched New Canaan in the preseason up in the Bronx against Cardinal Hayes. They couldn't tackle what he has done. Now, you got to remember, this is a team. That lost 58-14 to St. Joe's Trumbull. They're the best team in the state of Connecticut. St. Joe's Trumbull by far. Yeah. It was 51 nothing at the half. They didn't go home and cry. They pulled up their big boy pants. They look good. Now they'll play. They go into the Class L tournament in Connecticut. They do it right. Here's why the state of Connecticut has the best playoff structure in the tri-state by far. Listen to this, Hog. In the big boy division, double L, there'll be two teams, two, that have seven wins. And they're not making the postseason. In Connecticut, they put a premium on regular season football. That's the way to do it. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that that is a good way to do it because seven wins and not getting into the playoffs, that's scary. I'll tell you what, if, that, if, we, <laughs> yeah. were in, if we were in Connecticut this year, we weren't getting into the playoffs. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I mean, even Don L, Bosco was playing in the state championship right now. They would not be in the there playoffs. There you go. Yeah. In Class L, two seven-win teams. You ain't in the playoffs. <laughs> in Class M, four seven-win teams. Go home. In Class S, six. That means there are 14 total teams in the state of like 136 play football. Mm-hmm. 14 that have seven wins. The only way they're watching the championships is if they're buying a ticket. And that is the premium that should be put on regular season football. I love and it. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I guess New Jersey has to follow Connecticut's lead. There you go, Sim. With high school football. Home of champions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tuesday night, New Canaan with the win. Gets a home game against Weathersfield. They'll roll them. Watch out, Darianne. You now fall to the three, have a home game. Greenwich comes in, who Greenwich, if they had an extra timeout, 
would have beaten Darien earlier this year. So the loss, it's an unbelievable quarterfinal game in Darien. On Tuesday night, they'll all have to tailgate over that overbacks. We're not going, but we got things to do. So And Darien, be patient with the running game. Uh, I can't think of uh, 21's name for Darien, but... Feed this kid the rock. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. Get him the ball. Get him the ball more often. Don't get so reliant on trying to, like, you know, be cute and sexy and throwing the ball over the field. I mean, you know, mix in your play calling way way better than he did this past week. What would you think of 61, the big nose guard? Man, he was a baller. He he played very well. Jackson Walsh. Augie, your type of guy, junior, 6'1", 308 pounds. You know, I— Augie likes all the big people, I guess. He he (laughs) he. He moves. You know, he ain't going to run, win the 60-yard dash. But inside the tackles, the way he moves around, really good player. You were into number seven, Zach LaPolice, right? Yes, I was. Really good player for New Canaan. Yes. I thought Jack Finnegan, number two, yes, was another terrific. good player. And having, they're getting healthy now, New Canaan. And I thought Drew Guida, number four, Great cover guy, interception in the game, and uh and really too, you see the the difference in the two teams, right? New Canaan was playing with a purpose to make sure that they won on Thanksgiving, right? To solidify that spot for themselves, you know. And Darian's holding on to perfection, you know. And sometimes, like in the season, you know, a loss is really important to your team because it kind of reminds everybody, like, oh yeah, okay, we can be beat. We still need to get better at certain things, and uh, I think that's what's going to happen for Darian now. Third year in a row. The blue wave of Darianne goes to Thanksgiving perfect. Third year in a row, New Canaan ends their perfect season. Ooh. So last year, Darianne lost, and in the quarterfinals, they lost to Newtown. So as Yogi said, is this a deja vu all over again? We'll yeah. see, but that is a awesome quarterfinal game. I'm upset about a few things. When we come back, one of the things that I'm – four things. I'll just tease it out there. <laughs> four I'm things. set that Lou D'Arienzo is still not the head coach of New Rochelle. Yeah. Absolute disaster. Right. I'm upset at St. Joe's in South Jersey, Hamilton, for having a kid score 10 touchdowns to set a state single-game record in a 76-22 victory. I'm upset about that. I'm upset about Rutgers. I'm upset about the state – playoffs and how they're doing these whole playoffs and sims you do not like the fact that south jersey officials come up and ref these big boy catholic league games i agree wholeheartedly on that one yeah we'll get into that more often yeah yeah i i yeah i got a lot of things to say about that monty what's the name of the show this is the mike quick high school football hour (laughs) this is the 98.7 espn high school football report all right let's do it let's go to uh, mike in glen rock mike what's going on my man Hey, guys, how are you today? Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on? Just wanted to uh, ask you guys for a little good luck again in Muhlenberg. We're on the we're on the Allentown train out and driving with my brother Pat and Bethann out to see Joe and Curtis and uh, Fieser and all these other Bergen County guys. Uh, we got Brockport today. All right. uh, just want to thank you guys. You know, you Coach it, Coach uh, Gibbs got another championship last night, and he's well represented out here with his Ramapo boys. And uh, just wanted to say – we appreciate what you guys do, and and uh, we're looking forward to a hell of a day today to get to the Elite Eight with Muhlenberg with a lot of Bergen County boys. So, All right, well, that again. Gibbs, yep, they ring the bell for the 26th consecutive time last night. We'll break that game just in a second. And uh, once again, we are on the Muhlenberg bandwagon. So, hey, Mike, have a safe trip. <clears throat> Excuse me, and thanks for calling. So, <clears throat> here we go. Lou, Lou Darienzo. You all right? You okay? You need, yeah. you need a breath? You I need a getting, minute? I'm sorry, what's going on? I think Mike? I'm getting yeah. sick. You're forgetting to turn on the mic yeah, here? I know. Just, Get it I together, know. man. I know. I'm a disaster. Um, <laughs> At least you know. Lou Darienzo uh, is not coaching again. 
Now, Lou came out in the papers this week and he said he wished everybody just back off. Like, don't – they've made this decision and don't let it detract from what we're doing today, going to win a state championship. And the game was supposed to be tomorrow at the Carrier Dome at 1 o'clock. It was moved up to 8 o'clock tonight because of bad weather. Had a meeting with the superintendent on Monday. Nothing came out of it. So, you know what, guys? It, it's pretty simple. It's not an investigation up there at New Rochelle. It's a vendetta. That's it. They have a vendetta against a great football coach, a great man. If it was an investigation, we would have heard more. He did nothing wrong physically, sexually. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. He helped a student in distress, and now the school is trying to make him the bad guy. He did everything right. All right, that's check number one off the list. Rutgers, are you guys – I mean, here, you're coaching at one of the premier teams on the eastern seaboard. Uh, they've got to do something. They've made a mistake, a mockery out of everything they're doing with Greg Schiano. Yeah, well, I think it just goes to show you how how uh, how strong the pouring and the outcry is for for a guy like Coach Schiano to come back. I mean, they're 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 basically begging for that to happen. They've seen the success he had. They see the the, the way the players <laughs> reacted to him, current, former, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it seems like right now he's the uh, he's the only answer. Pat Hobbs needs to check his ego at the door, the athletic director of Rutgers, okay? You want to save your job, you hire Greg Schiano. Who cares if he's more powerful than you? He will make you look great. If he, You're going to lose your job if you bring some guy in that nobody – let me ask you this. Here's the problem I have with Rutgers. If they bring some guy in like Chris Ash again, who for the last two years, the first two years, had to explain to you guys who he was, I would go to games. Nobody knew who he was on the sideline. They can't go down that that route again where guys have to let jersey coaches know who they are yeah we've seen that we've seen that movie once already and and you're right i mean it, it was it was a courtship that lasted for three years that never got off the ground and i like chris chris is a good guy i think he's a good coach but north jersey especially is a different place and and what people don't understand is it's about relationships right we talk about it all the time this thing is about relationships it's about guys caring about each other you're going to compete against each other but at the end of the day we want to see our boys go to the state school and be successful and 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 we all all the big north all of north jersey all of new jersey i'm sure agrees with that sentiment they'd love to see ruckers uh, be at a different league uh, you know at a different spot in the league the the big 10 all of the big 10 is exponentially bigger than ruckers right now and better right I mean, even too with like Ohio State, you know, everybody knows at Ohio State that Urban Meyer was the man. Nobody had a problem with that because everyone was enjoying, you know, the spoils of war because Mm. of that. And, you know, here at Rutgers, like you kind of just have to like take it with this situation and get somebody that, you know, is going to at least bring some attraction to the school again. You know, I mean, you got to sell the ride like it's an amusement park, you know, so it's like, all right, hey. We got Channel coming. Is this a great new, you know, roller coaster? Okay, sign up. It's going to be awesome. Was you, that you gotta, a Jersey accent? It, it kind of, you know. <laughs> I watched but, you the know, Irishman this but, past weekend. Okay, oh, did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. I thought yeah. it was way too long. I give I, it a six out of ten. I, see, I give it a four. Wow. It was too long. Did I, you see it? I, all? I, I, didn't, I haven't seen it, but I have a coach on my staff that literally watched it five times already. That's why you lost to Bosco. <laughs> you saw it three it's times a three in the movie. Three and a half hour. You saw it three movie. times in the movie. Oh now this guy God. worked. This guy's up twenty four hours a day. He, he got a lot of football work. Was it Tanzer? <laughs> it was Tanzer. Absolutely. Tanzer yeah. loved it that loved much. It. Loved it. I think he took his whole family to see it one at a time. I thought Pesci was great. He was probably an extra I, in the movie too. There is one scene in it. I love the watermelon scene. The watermelon scene, the watermelon scene was is good. great. Okay, so two things I'm upset about checked off the box. And by the way, yeah, we did got you the see Irishman when Minnesota too, so beat 
Penn State, P.J. Fleck had a new contract in three days. So the state of Minnesota, that's the problem with Rutgers. Nobody in the state wants them in the state legislative committee. Nobody wants them to be good. And there's so much in it's hard enough to win when people support you. How can you win if they don't support Listen, you? Not to belabor the point, you're absolutely right. It's about the state of New Jersey. Everybody you know, that doesn't understand football looked at what he was asking for, looked at what he wants, looked at the vision and said, oh, my God, that's outrageous. Ask James Franklin how he's getting to New Jersey tomorrow on yeah. Monday. It's, he ain't flying Delta. Right. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure Nick Saban and any of those guys right. didn't fly uh, United. So it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. This stuff needs to get done. And that's why all the people, too, from this area go to those schools because they want to be a part of that community and that culture. I mean, even people in our area, now they're trying to go to Clemson now. It's not because Clemson has this fantastic, you know, science program they're interested in. Mm. It's because they just want to be around the culture of sports and being around, you know, those players and those playmakers and, and being around that atmosphere. Where were you that Thursday night in 2006 when they beat Louisville, that Thursday night game? Do you remember uh, where you were? I was probably in New Orleans. Yeah. Did you remember when you're like, oh, my God, you probably felt proud, even though you're a Boston yeah, College guy. Yeah, it was great guy. to see. I mean, listen, we have competed, you know, at BC, we had competed against Cociano when he was at Miami, and then when he came to Rutgers. And being a Jersey guy, it's great to see that happen. It, I would love to see that happen again. It just, it, it's got to be with the right guy running the ship. And, uh, you know, at this point, I think it's Greg, right? Give yeah. us a call, 1-800-919-3776. We checked the New Rochelle box, upset about that. We checked the Rutgers box, upset about that. How many touchdown passes did you ever throw in a game, Matt Sims, at Bosco? Um, maybe four or five, If max. you played the entire 48 minutes, how many do you think you could have thrown in a game? <laughs> Seriously. I would have had a few good days, Mike. Yeah. yeah. All right, so why I'm asking that. But let me ask you a question. You're a competitor. Wouldn't you rather throw three in a 28-24 victory against St. Joe's than 10 beating Holy Spirit by 55? I mean, yeah, anytime beating St. Joe's. I mean, even if I, yeah, even if I have like three QB sneaks, man, I'm going to take it, you know, but, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean with this. Um, I I totally agree, you know, just to give someone 10 touchdowns just because you can impose your will on the other team, uh, I think is a little aggressive, you know, especially too, when we've talked about this multiple times, like, you know, when you're up by that much. You know, there's no reason to, to to rub it in with one kid just to give him, you know. And also, too, it's really more so for the coaches to say, like, oh, I was the coach of this kid who has, you know, 10 touchdowns in one game. Well, the kid we're talking about is Jada Byers. He's a 5'7", 168-pound senior running back who this week committed to Sacred Heart up in Connecticut. He plays for St. Joe's Hamilton, and they beat Morris Catholic last week in the non-public Group 2 semifinals, 76-22. to 22. 76 to 22. Good thing he's not in Connecticut. <clears throat> well, no, Long Island, you would have oh, been, Nassau yeah, right. County, you would have right. been thrown exactly. out. Yeah, Long Island. Okay. So I want you to, I want to read you the kids quote, buyers. <clears throat> this is before the game. Well, this is after the game, but about yeah, before yeah. the game. When I woke up, I had the record on my mind. The coaches were telling me, <laughs> just let the game come to me and we will do our best to get it done. What they got done was 22 carries, 310 yards, and eight touchdowns. He also caught the ball seven times for 194 yards and two touchdowns. Monty, do the math. I thought you guys forgot about me. Um... Uh, see, that's 29 touches for 504 yards and 10 points. A New Jersey, 10 touchdowns, a New Jersey single game record. Here's what the coach said after the game. Paul Sacco, been around forever. It's not something we set out to do. We started to think back to some of the games that we took him out and spread the ball around. If not, maybe he gets that record 
before today. What record? You thank you, Og. Who cares? Seventy-six to twenty-two, guys. His ninth and tenth touchdowns were scored in the fourth quarter. It's not a record. It's lack of sportsmanship. And did he wake up with the record on his mind because his coaches told him all week they were going to go after this record? Yeah. Did you guys, seriously, you were an offensive lineman, but like as like, a quarterback, did you ever wake up and say, I'm going to throw 10 touchdowns today? I mean, you have that feeling that you're going to like do your thing and be dominant football player, but you don't actually put like a number on it. At 69-22, late in the fourth, his 39-yard touchdown run gave them their 76 point and the state record. It's a joke. It ain't a record. You better now. If that's a seventy-six forty-nine game, all right. Not at twenty-two. Yeah. Not when they had sixty-nine twenty-two when you scored your tenth touchdown. I literally do not know another coach that would allow that to happen. That's what I mean. Ever. That's what I mean. Yeah. Check that box if you think that's bad sportsmanship. Call us real fast. They have to go to break. Matter Day and DePaul, they are going to play next Saturday night at Rutgers. Right. What an absolute travesty. Ridgewood, who we're going to get to their big win, maybe the game of the year in the state of New Jersey last night, and we're going to get to the Long Island stuff when we come back from break. That team, DePaul has had two buys. They played last week, now have a buy again, and they don't play until next week against Matter Day, who already had a buy in the postseason. An absolute joke. And Ridgewood would have had Coach Johnson where he at least could have seen. He's been sick with a virus, hasn't coached in seven weeks. He would have been able to watch the game if the state allowed Ridgewood to play next week. And DePaul and Matter Day said, hey, we'll fill their spot. The state said, no, if we do it for you, we have to do it for everybody. Special <laughs> circumstance. Check that box. Lunacy in the state of New Jersey down in Robbinsville. And again, bringing referees north to ref and officiate big boy Catholic football. Sims, go. You're first. Uh, it really just drives me crazy because, one, they're not even – it's like basically refing a, you know, a lower class of football – the entire yeah, that's actually too aggressive. I shouldn't have said that. You, said. you know, but it's a different type of football. And then to come up and then to be in this big North Conference and to call it the playoff game, it's just it's too much too soon. They're not used to calling the game. The speed of the game, the physicality of the game is way different. And no offense, I apologize for saying a lower class of football, but it's just a different style of football. And I apologize for being that aggressive. Sims, <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that out of yeah. your mouth. Og, when you see the South crew coming up, do you worry? No, yeah, it's scary. And and they're good guys, and, and I happen to know, uh, know one of the guys on the staff from last week's game. But it is. It's a different It's a different class of football. It's it's a faster game. I mean, we, we were, uh, we've we been in that situation a couple times with the South Jersey crew that I felt was more watching the game than reffing the game. Yeah, and, just to be a part of the game. You know, in 2015, when we were playing Bosco in the finals there, we had a, a crucial, you know, missed fumble or a fumble on a, on a punt. The guy, and we berated him for it, and he just said he missed it. I wasn't, I just missed it. That was his answer. I just missed it. So, it, at least he was honest. At about least it. he was honest. Well, it, was yeah. after, it was after a good two minutes. Oh, <laughs> I didn't need yeah. an answer. And he finally said, I just missed it. This is the 98.7 ESPN High School Football Report. And the Mike Quick High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by the Green Turtle. It's time for fans to come together at the Green Turtle, the official home to catch every game. 
Eat plenty, drink well, leave happy at the Green Turtle. All right, Nick, crank up some of that Player of the Week music. Here we go. <laughs> Second time this year, Sims, and you were watching them this morning on Huddle. Dan Valari, Plain Edge. Valari. It breaks my heart. Decommitted from Fordham this week. Kevin Decker, my buddy, the OC over there, he thought there was a chance they might lose him because he's that good. You watched him on tape before we give you his numbers, and you were blown away by yeah, his Yeah, that's a big loss. I mean, this kid is an athlete. This kid can really, you know, he makes the first person miss every time. He runs physical, and he has acceleration, you know, which you don't see at that position all the time. I haven't really seen him throw it that much, but he doesn't have to because he's so dominant on the ground. We should get him with you and your dad over there at Sims Complete QB. We'll take him. You'll we'll take him, right? Yeah, we'll, of course. Of we'll course. Get, I'll get in touch with Coach Shaver because we got to get him because he's no doubt a major college athlete. Yeah. All right, so here's what he did yesterday. Take it on previously unbeaten Sayville. Not a game you could tell right away. I picked Sayville. What a joke. The Wizards struggled last week. We'll get to that later. <laughs> the Wizards. Okay. We will Six, get to that three, later. 205, 24 carries, 306 yards, second best in the history of the Long Island Championships, Four touchdowns. His first touchdown, you saw where he hurdled the guy. Should have been a penalty because you can't hurdle a guy who's still prone in the air. I don't care if it was I a know penalty you were or not. That was Augie impressive. Seen it. But what Augie would have loved is after that six-yard line going towards the facility out there at Stony Brook, yeah. six guys he pushed and carried from the six-yard line into the end zone. Absolutely terrific. Two completions in eight tries, two touchdowns, both touchdowns. We got to work on two that. Donovan Pepe, a very good player, number seven, both sides of the ball, physical, aggressive corner. Hope he goes to play for my buddy Brian Collins at LIU Post. That would be great. So he's the player of the week. He was injured in last year's Long Island Championship. So as a starting quarterback the last two years, 23-1, and avenged that loss. Just unbelievable. Plain edge, first Long Island title in four tries. Entirely new offensive line there, this log. And they were better than last year's team. 519 total yards, 25 first downs. We told you about Pepe. They shut down quarterback Jack Cheshire. He'd been throwing for 300 yards every game. And what they did, they didn't allow him to run. The When the, when the first team guys were in there, they ran for six yards. Saville did. Saville's got to clean their act up a little bit too. Reed Sands, I'm talking to you. You got to atone for the way you act on the sideline. Way over the top yesterday. You got to pull that back. You're never going to get a call in the future. And two of their kids were thrown out of the game. Wow. Thrown out of the game. And that is a reflection of your coach. And I don't care if Coach Sands gets mad at me. That's the reality. Nobody on Long Island who's covering high school sports will say that to him. I cover Tri-State. I'm telling you. You gotta act better, coach, on the sideline. Anthony Morello, number 56, the sophomore, plain edge. Loved him. Dion Quinlan, running in at the corner. Loved him. Doug Elser, Elsier, number 10. You know who you are. 6'3, 195, big, tough. And Vinny DeMarco, number 82. You know me. I'm into this. One of the best blocking downfield wide receivers I've seen in the Tri-State this year. They're really good. Give me a little music change, Nick. Here we go. Long Island Big Boy Championship. (laughs) Freeport. Floyd. The Wizard said it would be a four-touchdown game for Freeport. It was. 42-14. But, oh, boy. Paulie Longo, who came into this year with eight football players that were not playing in this game. Be either suspensions or injuries, not in the game. The only way you can beat Freeport is to not let him have the football. Here's a stat, Aug. First half, Floyd, time of possession. Get into it. 15 minutes, 31 seconds. Freeport, just 8.29. What do you think the score was at the half? Oh, give it to me. It's an hour show. Give me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he took the mic for it. It's messed me up. <laughs> yeah, threw you off. 21 up. 
21 nothing. Here's what happens. Listen to this, Sims. Freeport scores with 1.15 left in the second quarter. Floyd gets the ball, down 13-7. Goes on a 25-play, 11-minute and 20-second drive. Touchdown, bootleg, and I love the quarterback, Tommy Verga. Great call by Longo and the boys out there in Mastic Beach. 13-13. Snap, holder, jumps up, pop pass. 14-13. They're beating them. The Wizards sweating. And then in the second half, my God, I listen, and this is what I mean. Makai Jinx, five touchdowns in the game, ten tackles, ten vi- He'd start for you guys, any of these Catholics. If Makai Jinx, Augie, I'm telling you right now, if he played for St. Joe's Montvale, Don Bosco, St. Joe's, St. Peter's, Bergen Catholic, all of them, he'd be a Division One recruit. Wake up! Wake up, college coaches. I met his mom yesterday. Wonderful lady. 85 <laughs> student. And you can tell a lot about a son by their mom. Sweetheart. He's taken the SAT once. He's going to take it again. Guys, you're, I'm, whoever becomes the next head coach of Rutgers, my first words after congratulations, go get Makai Jinx at Freeport. I'm telling you that right now. So they win the game 42-14. to 14. They're now 6-for-6 six six in Long Island championships against William Floyd. Real, really fun game. Freeport second half turned four, caused four turnovers. The big one, Asani Allen, strip tackle, brings it back to like the 30-yard line. Jinx goes in a few plays later. So there you have it. So that is the Long Island situation. Two games out at Hofstra today, Garden City against Lindenhurst. I'll pick that. Mike, and I got a Sh- question for you. Shoreham Wading ri- I'm talking. Right, Shoreham Wading River <laughs> against Seaford. Yes, Monty. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Uh, so I have a question for you. Two big games yesterday. Freeport got the win and Plain Edge got the win. Both of their teams, the mascot is the Red Devils. If they played each other, which Red Devils team would come out on top? Freeport. You think so? Okay. New Jersey. All right. Here we nice go. Nice talking to you, Mike. I'll see you later, <laughs> okay. buddy. Thanks. All right. Did you guys. Michael. Aug, I know that you. Here we go, Nick. Crank it up. Maybe the game of the year. Now, do you pay any attention to the public schools in New Jersey? I'll tell you what. My the uh, my Park Ridge Owls uh, had, had a great year. They right? did? Yeah. Yeah, who'd they uh, lose to? Lindhurst? No, uh, last night. Uh, oh, Park Ridge plays Booten today. Booten. You going to the game? No, I won't. I'm of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. So, much for, be so much for being a fan of Park Sims Ridge. Right there. You know, they had a great year, right? Yeah, they're playing today, Coach. <laughs> if you're a fan of football, the 705, actually it kicked at 730 last night in East Rutherford at MetLife. The New Jersey... North Group 5 Championship. At the half, Ridgewood, without their head coach, Chuck Johnson, we told you, virus, but in the hospital for close to seven weeks. Interim head coach Dave Cord has done a wonderful job, except in the first half. They trailed 25-13. But, hold on. What he said to the guys in the locker room must have worked, because they end up winning the game 41-37. Five. One, two, three, four, five lead changes in the fourth quarter. If you were a fan, it had to be great. Total yards. Both of you guys are going to love this because you're a lineman, you're a quarterback. 997 total yards of offense in the game. Union, 529. Ridgewood, 469. Union is a good football team, so I'm really impressed that Ridgewood was able to come back from a deficit, especially in the state championship game when it is so emotional, to kind of recalibrate and then come out there and to do that in the second half, especially with all those lead changes. Super impressive for a group of high school kids. I mean, we've seen Ridgewood do that over and over again. Yeah. I mean, they're... Their, their system works. The wing team, man. I, I, it does I, I, work. It works. It man. does. It's There's a reason why it works in Division One football. That's right. 
Well, at Andrew Sanborn, his career comes to an end. The senior, the Farmers quarterback, 7,000 career passing yards. Wasn't his fault last night. 25 of 40, 374 and four touchdowns. Tommy Man. Burke was terrific in this game. Had a big catch to set up the game-winning touchdown by Ruben Pelea. And then he had the interception deep as Ridgewood, as Union was coming back down the field to preserve the win. So that, and Liam Tarleton, the quarterback, just so efficient. So the Maroons, Finish the year 10-2, and two, and they get that win for Coach Johnson. And Coach, get better. We hear he's going to be good in a couple of weeks, so that's good. We talked about Mike from Glenrock called about Ramapo. They've now won 26 in a row, 486 total yards of offense against Parsippany Hills. You've seen them this year. How good is Drew Gibbs' offensive line? I mean, Drew Gibbs' team in general is just like the epitome of high school football. I mean, they're super disciplined. They play hard. The offensive line is good. It is a microcosm of the head coach. Um, Charles DePrima, Sims Complete quarterback, by the way. How's that Played going? a great game. I, you know, and the thing is, too, he's doing things that I never taught him. I mean, he's running all over the field. He has 75-yard touchdown run in the game. Um, so just another great win. Uh, and Drew Gibbs, you know, just way to go, man. You're you're one of the best coaches in the state by far. DePrima, 300 yards of total offense, 196 on the ground, 113 through the air. Matt talked about it, 79 and 49 yards. Jeez. You're a good coach too, Augie, all right? Nah, yeah. Those are impressive numbers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm well, you I'm leave good. them alone. You can't have them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Robinsville is listening. I don't want to. <laughs> Jake Tyrone, another huge game. Okay. That Sandberg's guy, his neighbor. Tough Jake, not a big guy, plays big. 40 carries, 178 yards, and three touchdowns. That That's just Ramapo football, He's been man. doing it all playoffs, too. I mean, he did, he played great against Westside. Uh, he played great against Pascock Valley. Um, you know, so he's just continuing to do it every week. And uh, what, you know, is he a junior this year? He's a senior. Oh, he's, he's a senior. senior. Yeah. Uh, you knew that. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a little family <laughs> yeah. history. Jay okay. Tyrone is Joey Scott's nephew. You're kidding. Really? Number 13? Uh, yep. One of the great competitors ever at St. Joe's. No doubt. No doubt. And no, I wish Rivera's cousin. Really? Yeah, yeah. I wish Tony Man. let him throw the ball more back then. Well, you got, you're handing the ball off to Cooper Rigo. No, that's a good yeah, play. that's a problem. Too, All right, here yeah. the last game. That's a hell of a the first game yesterday over there at MetLife, Lynnhurst undefeated, Verona undefeated. Lynnhurst turned it over five times. The Hillbillies, best nickname in the tri-state, they win it forty-one nothing. How about this guy, Frank Riggio, second leading rusher in the state, coming in behind Peter Patrilla, who's the leading rusher from Lynnhurst. Patrilla banged up, really couldn't do much. Riggio, 12 consecutive carries to start the game, 140 yards, four touchdowns for the year, just a junior, 2,035 yards, and on the 20, on 271 carries and 37 touchdowns. Verona wanted this because last year, Lindhurst ended their season. So there'll be three games at MetLife today. We'll be at all of them. Augie will be watching college football. And uh, we'll do our thing. This is the 98.7 ESPN High School Football Report. Just like that? Whoa! Oscar wins. No and, way! And, and I'm going to tell you right now that the football gods have it. These seniors have been through a lot. And you know what? They're playing at a high level. Bosco wins. All right, Nick. Music change. Here we go! The Wizard, Bosco, I'm St. Shocked. Peter's, 705 in East Rutherford. Monty obviously is some wizard. He must know Kyle Manungai's healthy. I saw a guy limping around last week. So I don't. I, here's what I know. 
They will not win if they make as many mistakes as they did against these guys as far as the yellow flag. I thought they were sloppy. I thought their defense was great. I am so into number 32, Jameer Green. He dominated the tempo of that game. And Colin Ramos, the linebacker going to Navy, right now, I don't know if there's a better defensive player in a tri-state yeah. than Colin Ramos. Flat out sensational. Sabella, first year, Don Bosco, 1-1, 2006, his first year, Paramus Catholic. If the game is close... St. Peter's Prep will win because down the stretch, Taj Bullock, the junior quarterback, has been sensational. Bullock is not going to have to pull St. Peter's out of the fire because it ain't going to be close. I like Bosco by two touchdowns. What? Sims, Northern Highlands, Wayne Valley. Go! I'm going Northern Highlands. I just think, you know, it's Max. their year. I know. I'm sorry, Gordon. I really apologize. But it's their year. Uh, their running back is, is the best player on their team. I think it's going to be Northern Highlands. Sims, be careful. Tommy Moran has been magical in this postseason I for know. Wayne Valley. I know. But the magic comes to an end. Oh. Ethan Harris, sensational. They beat you guys, Gordon, earlier this year. They'll do it again. Russo rings the bell in his second year out <laughs> at Hostra today at 4.30. Breathe, Mike. Lindhurst, Garden City. If you like defense, Aug, be out there at Stewart Stadium. This will be a low-scoring game. Garden City in search of their fourth consecutive Long Island 2 title. They're searching for it. They ain't getting it. I like Lindenhurst defense. <laughs> They'll win the game. Earlier game today, football's a team game. Except at Shoreham Wading River. This cat, Xavier Arline, unbelievable. Going to North Carolina, lacrosse player. Notre Dame has said, hey, come play lacrosse for us. We'll let you walk onto the football team. They will not. Seifert, I repeat, will not have an answer for our line. I like the Wildcats of SWR. Oh, boy. Wednesday night, Yankee Stadium, Erasmus Hall, Tottenville. Here's the stat of the week. Since Erasmus Hall lost to Tottenville, they have played five games. They've outscored their opponents 173 points. How many have they given up, Og? Zero. They haven't given up a point. <laughs> They're giving up points at Yankee Stadium. But Neville, I ain't afraid of you. I like Tottenville. I like Erasmus. Oh, wait, what? Who I like Erasmus. Two weeks in a row. I like Erasmus. I might. Two weeks in a row. And here's the thing. New Rochelle seconds. tonight. He was wrong up last at the week, Carrier too. Dome. He it picked breaks Joe's. my heart to do this. <laughs> I'm picking McQuaid to beat New Rochelle tonight. And, of course, we end on a sad note. The uh, But a good note because, of course, my picks are built by the Lantech Group, the leader in design, <laughs> construction, and maintenance of athletic fields and facilities throughout the East Coast. Whew. Specializing in synthetic turf, natural grass, concrete <laughs> fencing, and more. Visit them at LantechGroup.com. I'm going with Bosco as well, too. Thanks for asking me about my alma mater. Yeah, oh, I thought it. you said it when Augie said it. Bosco, yeah. and for the record, <laughs> Actually, I, yeah, it I picked is against them a few times this year. This is the 98.7 ESPN High School Football Report.